0: Hey mamas, thank you so much for tuning in for our Empowered Mama segment. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing fellow empowered mama and parenting coach and owner of the High Impact Club, Marcella Collier. Marcella is a mama of twins, a certified positive discipline parent educator, and she helps parents respond to their children's behaviors with what they specifically need. So she has helped children in the therapeutic foster care program with their behaviors for over eight years, in addition to helping thousands of parents around the world. And that's actually how I came to know of Marcella and her amazing work, which was through social media on the TikTok (laughs) and then obviously on her other platforms that I've learned since. And I have literally learned so much just via her social media platforms. And I do know that she also offers private consultations, online programs and guides, amongst a bunch of other stuff that you're always putting out you know to help out and if you're on the path of wanting to break generational trauma and be a parent that understands your children on a deeper level this is the mama that you want to engage with so no worries we'll make sure to link everything in the description and we'll talk about it during this interview so without further ado welcome marcella and thank you so much for joining me today Hi, hi, Ni-
1: hi, Naisha. Is that how you pronounce yes. your name? Yes. You know something. My my last name is Restrepo too. Is it? Are you my? Are yeah. you
0: related really to my husband? <laughs> yeah,
1: Collier is from my husband, but yes. My middle name is Marcela Restrepo.
0: Oh my God. Okay, so we're gonna have to touch base after because I think that, and you're from the same part of Colombia. You're from Medellin, where his family's from. Yes. All right. So oh, okay. To- so the
1: restrepo is from your husband.
0: Yes. Wow. <laughs> my maiden name is belay Um, and I'm, you know, I told you I'm New Yorkian, So, and you know, Puerto Ricans, we have like a whole mix of stuff. So <laughs> uh-huh. um, so let's go right into it. So I know that you have heard this question so many times, but for our viewers today, can you tell us, you know, what the main difference is between gentle parenting versus traditional parenting?
1: Okay, so traditional parenting is based on obedience, on what the parent wants from the child. (laughs) Dental parenting, and better so, I call it parenting with understanding, Mm -hmm. is based on what the child needs in in order to to survive, thrive, and develop as a confident, secure adult. Is more about what they need from us than what we are demanding from them.
0: That's so well put. I think a lot of people get confused to what gentle parenting is. They just think, they assume that it's one thing over what it actually is. And I know watching your videos, I've learned so much myself. I'm a parent to a three-year-old. I have one on the way. And just watching the way that you describe everything just makes so much sense to me. It's not, I think a lot of people think of it as um, you're just letting people do like permissive parenting, like you're just letting them do whatever. When we all know that that's not the case. So, for you, when was it that you decided that you wanted to pursue um, parenting with understanding the, that route with your children?
1: Okay, so when the twins were born, I already had nine years working as a therapeutic provider. <laughs> So I had a lot of experience and training, helping children overcome behavioral challenges, helping them uh, manage their emotions, providing secure care and uh, training on social emotional skills. So yes, when the twins were born, I I, I kind of knew (laughs) what I needed to do Uh, now. Back in the day, when I started doing foster care, that was in 2011, the, the end of 2011, I was really, really sure about something. At the time, I, I wasn't a therapeutic provider or a certified parenting coach. I was just a mom with a, a big desire of help these kids that didn't have the fortune of growing up in a secure home. So I was very sure about how I didn't want to show up for these kids. And growing up, being raised in a traditional Latino parenting household, eh, my parents loved me. I have no doubt of that. And they did the best they could. However, their methods (laughs) to address my behaviors were very old school, traditional parenting mentality. Like you have to do as I say, um, um, my, my needs, my emotional needs were not as seen, as, as met as I needed to. So I didn't want that. I didn't want to uh, come up as disrespectful with, my, with those children. I didn't want them to, to feel well, many things that I felt growing up, you know? Maybe I isolated, maybe hurt by my own parents, and especially these kids that were really coming from trauma. So I was very sure why I didn't want to, but I didn't really know <laughs> what I needed to do in order to address behavior successfully, right? Mm-hmm. Because I still needed to be that parent who guided them, uh, who taught them positive behavior, who had to deal with those tantrums and meltdowns and and the defiance. And and I found myself a a lot of the times not knowing what to do. (laughs) And you know what? When you decide to pursue gentle parenting, in the beginning, you you may tend to go more towards the permissive side Not because gentle parenting is permissive, but it's because you're figuring out and you're learning what works and what does not work. And because what you know is throwing chancla and yelling at the kids, you're figuring out if it's not that, what is it? And you may fall for a little bit on permissive parenting unless unless you make the conscious decision of, leveling up your skills and pursuing your parenting education, investing your time and money. <laughs> I invested my time and money to learn. Um, and, and then I I went even farther than that. I became a therapeutic provider and then certified coach. And then, and then the, the list went on. And fast forward to now, I serve thousands of parents around the world Uh, helping their their kids with their behaviors and needs
0: that's so amazing I I know that that's like dedication on your (laughs) end for sure and I think a lot of parents um or even before going into parenthood you don't it's easy to make assumptions on how you're going to handle things but it's not until you're actually working with your own children or like you said you work within that field Um, Where you learn that there's going to be things that trigger you that you didn't even know were going to trigger you until it happens, and I know that uh, there are a lot of moms out there, a lot of parents in general that hit that roadblock sometimes. So that's great that you continued on and in learning and growing and being able to teach people because people do want to learn. They don't want to hit their kids anymore. Like I know that was one thing for me, one thousand percent. I was like, I do not want to hit my kids and I wanna communicate with them. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, like I've also yelled, you know, and, and it's now that he's three that I'm kind of like, what am I, he's three, like I've had 30, 30 plus years to learn how to navigate my own emotions and I'm ex- expecting the three-year-old to get it. You know, like how is that fair? So that was something that I had to like really buckle down and, and like self-reflect on my end. So, and then hence why I started following your page. (laughs) And it's been so helpful, honestly, it really has. Um, So once you did become a mom, you continue to pursue this path of teaching and coaching. Um, How has that been for you? Like, do you encounter struggles or criticism from your support people, like your husband, his family, your family? How do you handle that? Like, how do you navigate that space while you're trying to also, you know, empower and grow your own children
1: okay so i don't have a problem with my husband <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he's a counselor okay. he's been in the field for over 20 years he trains psychologists in this
0: <laughs> oh, that's beautiful.
1: So, yes i have not have a problem with them with him my family at the other end <laughs> That's when the rubber meets the road because <laughs> you know, they're very stuck on their ways of like, you, you have to make them do things. So like they're very stuck on uh, that the, the child is just there to respect their parents and obey their parents. Mm-hmm. When obedience is doing, doing what is told, no matter what is right and morality is doing what is right, no matter matter what is told. Mm. And in my culture, Latinos, we were taught to follow and listen, no matter if it was right or wrong. Mm. And then it put us in a very vulnerable position of growing up and encountering adults that maybe were not safe. And then because we felt they the the social expectation of listening to our adults. Many of us were hurt by those unsafe adults just because we came with the narrative of children need to listen to their adults. So I'm changing that narrative, not just with my kids, but with my parents and my abuelita as well um, I'm not trying to change them on, uh, on, on any means, but I, I, I think I'm, I'm doing a good job on creating that, uh, that new mindset in them. It's been <laughs> rocky. <laughs> if, if you follow me on social media, you see Abuelita's questions, and then I talk to them every day, and every day they come up with a new something, that sometimes I show in social media, and it's because yes, for them they have to unlearn seventy years of thinking one way, you know. Uh, but it's been very rewarding to see the little, the little snippets of of change and and progress that they've made with their own selves, with me, and with my kids.
0: Yes, I I do I literally I I watch all your stuff so that uh, well Alita specifically I'm very close to my grandma on my mom's side and I talk to her so much too and I've noticed that she's shifted a little bit too in, in her way of thinking of course like you said they have 70 plus years of what has been ingrained and how they've been living but I think that when they also see us living our truth and trying to change that narrative like you said I I I do see the difference in it and I find it to be so beautiful and empowering for like not only for you but for yourself for your children there's a saying that um when we when we decide to break generational traumas you heal seven years behind and seven years forward and I think that you're helping so many heal years
1: or seven generations
0: or seven generations not seven years yeah (laughs) seven (laughs) generations yes And there's so many people that are going to benefit from that and from the work that you're doing. So I applaud you for sharing that and giving us insight into how you're doing it. It's helping us, you know, one person at a time. Thank you. (laughs) And I do, I absolutely love and respect your approach, um, how you handle situations with such grace. Um, so my question to you is do you plan out these answers in your head before you before you spend time with them or is it something that it just comes naturally at this point for you
1: no okay so i've been if you follow me on social media i've been sharing my conversations with my parents since december before i didn't share it because maybe i thought that was something people didn't want to listen to i don't know or maybe I didn't feel comfortable or asking them permission to share. Uh, but since they came here and they saw the difference that parenting with understanding makes in the kids compared to other the older parenting style, this, they, they, they got curious and they wanted to learn. And then Abuelita, my parents told me, I mean, if you want to record, you can record. So, what I usually do is not in on every single day, but sometimes I call them every day and I'm like, okay, today I'm going, I'm going to record everything we talk, and we just start talking about whatever, the kids, the house, and then at the end I end up with a 45 minute video. And then I go through it and I see, oh, maybe this is something that I could post in social media. So it's not scripted, scripted, it's just what happens naturally in the conversation and I edit it out a little bit to show the highlight and that's what's been going on
0: yeah that's great because it's like you're parenting with understanding not only your children but also your your parents you know so that's that's the cool thing about it that you're learning or you're teaching tools that can help benefit all around because it's like they say it takes a village it's not only it obviously it starts with us for our own kids but I think it's important. That's, that's a great thing to know that what you're teaching also kind of like intertwines with teaching those around us on top of ourselves and our children. We
1: have to be very careful with that because they have their own trauma, they have their own baggage and their own mm, sensitive tender spots. So if we poke the bear too much, they're going to close on us. Or if they're not even open to have the conversation, it's invasive if we try to push the conversation. Because a lot of the times, this conversation hurt, hurts them. So I only go as far as they allow me to go. And that's how I've been handling them.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's a good uh, thing to know for sure. Yeah. Um... Cause I've, I've experienced that with my own parents and I know that I, I just like some things I just kind of leave alone, but if they're wanting to hear it, then we can talk about it. So, but there you're...
1: is a difference between setting boundaries with them and another, and teaching them yeah. to, for them to, for you to know that you can teach them, they have to be willing. They have to give you their consent of wanting to learn. Otherwise it's invasive. It's like they won't even receive it. Setting boundaries is different. It's like, regardless of what you think, my children won't have corporal punishment and I won't allow you to touch them (laughs) in that way. That could be a, a boundary. Another boundary could be, for example, the forcing apologies or forcing affection. That's a boundary in my house and and I said it, even if they they get mad, if they get, if they don't like it, I'm sorry, like I will help you, I will console you, but still my children won't be forced to hug you or to to even apologize if they're not ready, emotionally ready to do it. Because when we force our children to apologize, they will grow up seeing apologies as part of the problem and not a solution and that and those are the adults that grow up delivering empty apologies those kind of apologies that sound like this i'm sorry if you felt hurt <laughs> then <laughs> then it makes the other person feel this this guy is just trying to to just do it to to check the box and and move on or they're the kind of adults who avoid uh, conflict resolution because for them conflict resolution growing up was not a safe experience because their parents forced them to to do things such as delivering apologies and things like that. So yeah, you can set boundaries with your elderly (laughs) about things.
0: I'm learning that. I am it's it's been definitely very difficult especially you know specifically with parents with our parents you know my in-laws uh they they they're like well we raised you guys and you guys turned out great you know kind of thing and I'm like I
1: don't
0: know if I would say great you know like I have like my own (laughs) traumas and so does my husband we turned
1: out we turned out functional
0: yes exactly (laughs) So hence why we're here. That's different
1: from turning out great.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's the and I'm like, this is why we're working so hard on being better parents. Not to say that, like you said, that our parents were terrible. They did their best, but we just want to kind of elevate our experience for our children now at this point, you know? So
1: at least in my experience with my generations, they've been healing their own traumas generation after generation for example, my mom wasn't allowed to go to to college. Wow. My mom allowed me to go to college. I have a college degree. I'm an educated woman. I'm a big part of that is because my mom supported me in that. So in a way, she was breaking her own trauma. She was breaking her own chains, her own cycles. And, And then if you look at, how your great grandparents had it compared to how your parents raised you, you're thinking like, well, yes. I mean, they were breaking their own generational cycles and junk and and I'm sure, very sure that when our children grow up and they raise their own kids, there are gonna be things that they want to fix as well. And then that's how generations improve. It might not happen for every family, but that's what I've seen with my own family.
0: Yes. No, I, you're you're right with that. I know that I've, I look, I can look back and I can say the same thing for my parents at least. Um, but I, I for sure uh, think about it. Like there are things that I know that for when my son grow up, when my children grow up, I already have to prepare myself now to just Learn how to say apologize from a genuine place, because I like you said. I know that I'm not perfect. Obviously, like I admit it, I yell sometimes. So I'm just working on just being a better parent as much as I can, and and doing that, and working on those those things, and um, going from there. So I definitely am someone who is interested in the programs that type of programs that you offer, because I do want to parent from a better understanding. And um, like I know one thing that you have said is that kindness alone. Is not enough to respond effectively to children's behaviors so my question for you is parents that are interested in your parenting with understanding program what are the prerequisites for it like do you recommend they start with one of your online guides um obviously you know we all follow you on social media but you know how do how do we go further like what's the first step for us
1: okay so yes i do have the parenting with understanding program which is my comprehensive program to learn how to go from winging it at parenting, trying to make sense of free tic tacs and feeling that everything is a hit or miss <laughs> to really understanding what your children communicate through behaviors, their needs beyond, behind their behaviors and how to help them from that place of understanding. So two things happen. So you feel confident that what, it, what you're doing what your children exactly need and number two so your children feel understood and connected people think that connected parents are the ones who may spend time with their kids and play and love on them and, and, and and meet their physical needs and that's one part but true connection comes from really understanding what our children are going through emotionally, developmentally, and physically. And that's what the Parenting With Understanding Program helps you with. Now, the question is, yes, High Input Club is a parenting education platform, doesn't only hold the Parenting With Understanding Program, but it holds digital guides and workshops. What's the difference between the big main program and the, and the workshops and digital guides? Everything is permeated or based on the parenting with understanding principles. However, the digital guides and workshops are very geared to very specific things. So, for example, the sleep workshop only talks about sleep and is taught by a a sleep, she's a gentle sleep consultant based. Everything is based on parenting with understanding. The the guide on independent play is just about developing independent play, right? The guide on coping strategies is just about how to teach our children coping strategies. So it's just a very specific topics, which is valid. However, the Parenting with Understanding program is all comprehensive on on every, like once you go through it, you feel confident that you can address any situation and any behavior. Okay. So most of the time what I've seen, I I was even yesterday looking at the the my customers or my students in the parenting with understanding program. Most of them, 95% of them have the program plus other others other other classes and work and workshops. And it's usually because they start with the classes and they're like, I think I need more. I think this is not enough. And then they okay. end up enrolling in the big program.
0: Okay. Um, is it something that you have to, uh, is it like on a time limit where it's a program where you know it's three months, six months, how, how does it work?
1: It is a self-paced program. Okay. So once you enroll, then you go through it at your pace, at your time. If you need extra support, there are some parents that they go through the program and they succeed and they're like, yes, I'm ready to rock and roll. There are some others that like, I need direct guidance with the program. And that's why we offer a coaching sessions every week for those parents, only for the ones who are going through the program. Not anyone could access those coaching sessions, but they are with an additional monthly fee, the coaching sessions. The, the program itself is a one-time fee
0: <laughs> okay yeah all righty awesome um so for you being a mama a wife and a businesswoman how do you balance it all like what's something that you can offer for some self-care for mamas who are kind of trying to figure it all out what's a little something a little tidbit that uh that you do how do you balance it all I actually
1: have a parent balance wheel. It's a free resource. It's in the link in my bio on Instagram at High Impact Club, on TikTok at High Impact Club. When my twins were 18 months old, I felt so out of balance. I was burnt out. I didn't know how to continue. I was coming out of postpartum depression as well. So I hired a, a life coach. <laughs> she was a life coach um, from my church, but she she was a life coach. And then she sat down with me and she gave me this parent balance wheel. And then she said, I want you to assess all the areas of your life. And your balance might look different than my balance. People think that a balanced life is a life that has like everything on each area. Like you are Thriving in the spiritual and the physical and the emotional, and then like you, you return all your texts and you, like, you do it all. No, that's not balance. Balance is a life that makes you feel a happy, comfortable, and connected to your own self and, and the people you love, right? So she gave me this parent balance wheel to, and then she told me, You're going to take, put things on here and take things out of here. And um, that's going to be your balance. And then I did it. And then I noticed so many things that were at balance in my life. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was committing to things that I'm like, okay, if I have like going to midweek service at church was working when, the, when I didn't have twins. But now that I have little kids and then I come at 9 p.m. at home just to start the bedtime, it does not work for me now that I'm a mom, Right so how do you achieve balance you achieve balance by being realistic to where you are at right now what your priorities are and what makes you or now makes you happy and relaxed and connected to your own self and others.
0: wow so is that some advice that you can offer other mamas with your balance definitely going to check out that balancing wheel on on your site so that's one thing so if there's another piece of advice that you can offer other mamas what would it be
1: okay so if you are a mother who is always mm, criticizing your own self if you feel that your main statement in your head is always I should I should play more I should do more I should show up more for the kids. I should take them to, to, to the park more. I, I should, I should, I should. I just want to tell you something. Today, I was reading an amazing book on the doctor, uh, on, by Dr. Daniel Siegel. He's a researcher on attachment. And then he said that good parenting is not based on how much you do, but how safe your children feel so it doesn't matter you serve them pepperoni pizza for lunch yeah. today because you were so busy or because you you're going through your own depression and the best that you could serve them today is pizza for dinner if your children go to bed feeling that they that they were safe and happy then you did it
0: wow I love that like I, I feel like I definitely needed to hear that myself because <laughs> I struggle with that you know as a stay-at-home mom I always feel like I could be doing more so that's great.
1: That's an expectation that we put on our own selves and I think it's from this society society standards that if you woman are not on the workforce earning money and working all that then you for sure you have to be at home doing and doing and doing and if you're resting then you're lazy then you're not a good woman or a good parent but that's just a social bias that we put on our own selves
0: (laughs) yeah with that I want to end it with you dropping all of your like your uh, social media stuff that we're going to definitely put into the description as well. So if you want to go ahead and and mention everything that you're offering at this time for mamas to go check out.
1: So follow me on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube at High Impact Club, High Impact Club. I'm in there. I have a podcast. It's called the Cycle Breaker Podcast. And I co-host that podcast with my fellow parenting coach, Uh, Rachel Rogers. She's a printing coach in high impact club. And then we're there every single
0: week. You can
1: find us on Spotify or Google podcast.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. So mamas, listen, I highly encourage you to go to Marcella's website, look through her program guides, look at her high impact club, um, her, all the social media that she just said, I'm going to link it below as well. So if you want to learn more directly about her work, Check out her High Impact Club YouTube. Um, I'm addicted to TikTok, so I absorb your content on there. But when I do want some further information and knowledge, I watch your YouTube videos, which I find to be very helpful. And now after talking to you, I'm definitely going to check out your High Impact Club program as well. So I will be linking your website, your social media platforms in the description. So make sure that you follow her, like, subscribe, check her out and thank you all so much for listening and watching and if you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support please like and subscribe and leave me a rating and review and don't forget to check out my call me mama podcast on spotify and itunes they drop every wednesday thanks again and i will see you next time